Hey, people. Welcome back to Steve Reads a Comic. If you're rejoining us, uh, I can only assume that you enjoy the smooth, comforting sounds of me hitting a microphone. Not exactly the clientele we were looking for, but hey, we'll take anything we can get. Welcome back. Yeah, terrible, Good to have you. Terrible intro. We keep going. It's fine. What? <laughs> I thought that was good. Yeah, I got my DJ voice on. <laughs> it's like I had crickets. I hey. didn't them. Crickets. <laughs> All right. Yes, crickets. How about, hey, what's up? Not How's the uh, clientele we're looking for. I'm Sean, <laughs> by the way. Hello, everyone. Oh, yes. Also Hello, rejoining us is Sean and Rob. Welcome back. Hi. <laughs> Hello. That was Sean. I am Rob. All right. Skip it. Start again. Redo no, it. that's our intro. You, that's no, it. We're that going can't with be our that. intro. That's it. You had, all, you had all week to get that shit right. right. That's that's the, that's the, that's what you're bringing. That's what I we're putting out. I didn't get it right. You guys didn't like it. That's not my fault. I got it perfect. We're picking up what you're putting down, and we're moving forward. We'll see ahead. <laughs> oh, all right. So... So uh, th- so this week, uh, this week I asked you guys to read a what is considered a classic comic by a lot of people called Batman Year One. First of all, did you guys complete your homework? Because I did. This is such a part of the show. We could shut it down right now if need be. <laughs> I think you're talking to me. I <laughs> both of you guys, either one. You never know. We both you got finished. the all four issues. Yes. Excellent. All right. Well, that's a good start. I, I, yeah, I could see why this is an essential read. Okay. All right. Well, Rob coming in hot. Hey, he had much more time on this. Is he's got tons of time to talk all this whole hour. It's all going to be Rob. <laughs> no interruptions. <laughs> there were no interruptions. Right on. All right. So uh, this was written by Frank Miller. Frank Miller is just a well-known comic book writer. Are you guys familiar with Frank Miller at all? Yes. Yes. Dark Where Knight. have you heard his name? 300. Is that correct? 300. That he wrote, he yeah. wrote the, uh, yeah. the graphic novel that became the movie 300. Yes. Um, he's also known for uh, Sin City. That was Sin a series. Oh, uh, yeah. Right. Sin City. That's right. So those were adapt- first movie really good, second movie not so much, but those were adapted from his Sin City comic book series that came out in the nineties. Uh, and then, like I, the first thing I heard about him was uh, a Batman story he did called The Dark Knight Returns, which I think I've had Steve read that before. Yeah, that's that's a the long first time ago. That's the first time I recognized you know I ever heard of him was through that comic you gave me. And then. Uh, and then, Rob, I think you watched the animated adaptation of The Dark Knight Returns or not. Um, probably. If it was a DC animation movie, then I probably watched. <laughs> yeah, I do like uh, I do like DC animation. So DC Frank is Miller, better. And don't you agree? Oh, uh, when it comes to animated stuff. Yeah. yeah all the way the around. Man. Oh, yeah. man. The, yeah, the stories are so much better. I would say going back to like the 92 animated Batman series that was on Fox real with, you know, Bruce, Tim and Paul Dini kind of started that whole thing. And that, that evolved into like the Superman adventures and then justice league and justice league unlimited. And then now they have a lot of straight to video 
pretty high, you know, a, a feature length animated specials basically that they put out that are really good. And Marvel kind of dabbled with that a little bit. They had their Ultimate Avengers and so a few other ones, some Hulk uh, animated uh, features that they put out on disc. They, they just weren't quite, they weren't bad or anything. They just weren't quite as good as what DC was doing. And I'm, I'm glad they're still doing them. I think I finished um, the first season of Justice League, but that was about as far as I got cartoon wise. That's okay. a good. That, that was a good series. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, it was only two Steve, years, and then they did like Steve, Ultimate Justice yeah. League or so. Hello, Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, yeah. I've never watched it. all of those, but I've liked what I've seen. But Steve, didn't you watch uh, the animated Batman series though? Like back in the early nineties. Uh, Do you remember that? Is that the one with Mark Hamill as the Joker? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I remember seeing bits and pieces, but I, I don't think the I guy ever from sat the, down and watched the whole series. Oh, okay. The guy from uh, Drew Carey, one of the characters on that show, is Batman. Oh, really? No, yeah, which the, one? Oh, no, the you're dark thinking, and isn't that you're thinking of? Um, no, you're thinking of uh, Batman: The Brave and the Bold. That was Diedrich oh Bader. yeah yeah that was him. Okay. Which one is no, he, <laughs> which one was that guy in Drew Carey? Was that the tall, skinny white guy or the no, shorter the, one with curly? the short, dark hair guy? Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. He was in uh, Office Space as well. What's Diedrich his name? Bader. He he was Diedrich in Office Bader. Space. Okay. He was the neighbor in, in Office Space. Watch Who's out for your cornhole, bud. That Who's guy. the guy that uh, always voices <laughs> yeah. Batman? The real guy with the deep voice. He's awesome. That's, I forget it. That's Kevin Conroy. He Kevin did the animated Conroy, series. Yeah. Was that and the first? It, he's Batman. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's yeah. like, when you hear him, you think of Batman right away. I think I remember Kevin Smith. Yeah, he's done a lot of Batman at some point on yeah. his podcast. Yeah. That sounds familiar, that name. He was just on um, that uh, Flash crossover, Infinite Crisis. Crisis on yeah, Earth. which I know is based on a comic, oh, but yeah. I haven't read it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read that either. Like, I've read, they had, I read they the had Flashpoint a, series, but that's about it. Yeah, Kevin Conroy uh, guessed he he actually acted. He wasn't just his voice. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that's cool. that's the first time oh, I did, ever saw what he looked like. <laughs> did he play like Thomas Wayne or no? Am I? Yeah, he played. Uh, okay. Yeah, he, either an old Bruce Wayne or or yeah, I think he played an older Bruce Wayne. I think. Okay. Yeah, an older. Because it's a, if it's an adaptation of Flashpoint, they had an alternate universe where Thomas Wayne. Uh, survived the the attack in Crime Alley, and, and Bruce died. Maybe and that he, was he, it. Be, he became like an alcoholic, murderous Batman. It was it was a pretty fun. Oh, yeah, he, he was. A, I think he was a bad a bad Batman. <laughs> we'll so that. that's probably it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got plenty of time. Yeah, that's another comic <laughs> yep. next week. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I got I got a real treat for next week. Um, all right, so back to Frank Miller. Uh, Dark Knight Returns was my introduction that was in that box of comics that was so nicely gifted to me by the people at the at the Children's Hospital, um, <laughs> along with, with this. Um, and then uh, and he got, I think his first big break was actually over at Marvel writing Daredevil. He kind of revamped Daredevil and brought him, made him a more modern character. And then DC asked him to do Dark Knight dark Knight returns which is kind of it's a story it's a four issue series about batman in retirement and coming out of retirement like batman in his 60s kind of thing and then so i guess about a year later they were looking to kind of revamp some of the character origins for dc characters bring them 
uh, make them more modern. And uh, so that they came to Frank Miller, they're like, oh, well, you, you kind of wrote the ending for Batman. Do you want to write his origins? And, and he was like, yes, but he didn't want to do the artwork. He actually he's an artist, too. He did the artwork in Sin City and Dark Knight Returns. But he wanted to use this other guy. So the, the illustrator, his name is uh, David uh, Mazzucchelli. I'm doing my best <laughs> Italian thing for you guys. That's a, that's a big meatball. So, yeah, this this has artwork by David Mazzucchelli. And the story is written by Frank Miller. And I, I think to kick things off, I kind of want to just start talking about the artwork. We didn't really touch on that with Craven. But I, I think the artwork in this is significant. I, I don't know if you guys ventured outside of these issues at all, if you like, went to issue 408 or whatever. Negative. But you'll see there's a big difference between like so this came out in 1987. So the art that was and, and the artists were still good. Don't get me wrong, but the, there's just a completely different style that was going on at the time. And David Mazzucchelli's style, I think, is it's almost it almost has like a more timeless look to it. It's a little bit more serious. It's a little bit more sophisticated. Uh, that yeah. was my impression of it anyway. And especially when I was younger, reading this at like 12 years old, I didn't know comic art could look like that. It was very, very dark. Yeah, yeah it's got grown up overtones. Yeah, that, that's how that's how I felt when I was when I was reading it. Uh, it just it didn't look like the typical bright and colorful comic book that I was used to at the time. Mm-hmm. Did the art stand out to you guys in any way, good or bad? Uh, yeah, I thought I I liked it. I thought it was kind of it was different than uh, the Craven one for sure. <laughs> it was yes. much better. Um, yeah. I thought it was very uh, it was very dark. You know, it's like uh, like it, and it wasn't on every page. Um, it seemed like you know the guy would uh, depending on where they were at, like if. Like if they were in an office with a lamp or something, he, it, they looked brighter, you know, or if they were outside. Yeah, um, yeah it's kind of neat. Very I, detailed. I, uh, I, I thought it was like, I thought they could have got more detail on some of the, really? some of the panels. I'm like, mm. but I, I don't okay. know. I, I mean, I've only, you know, read two or three comics, so right. I, I don't have much to uh, go off of. <laughs> So I thought he did a really good job with, with just overall composition, which uh, you'll find, you know, as we get deeper into this, sometimes it can be hard to follow the art, even when it's sequential. Uh, I, composition is a big part of art, not just, you know, being able to draw people well and faces and things. It's it's also about telling the story in the artwork. And I think he did a really good job as far as that went. Um, and then like what Rob was saying, it just kind of has a, a ser- more serious look to it than comic books of the 80s and just uh, uh kind of a weight to it i thought like you could tell right away from like the first panel you know it kind of had that detective film noir kind of feel to it you know like the hardened detective from like a 40s yeah movie like that that's the vibe i got from it um, um you could you could take out the words i think in these comic books and you could get a pretty good idea what was going on you know what i mean and there were a right. lot there was a lot of dialogue in this in these comic books too a lot but uh but i mean the the way it was um the way the guy um drew everything i mean you get you get a feel, yeah. yeah you can you get a good feel what's going on without even reading it you know you could just kind of glance through it and um right. That was much different than the last comic we read. <laughs> and that's yeah. that's a that's a trait for comic book artists is to just have to know what to you know, 
what what to draw you know because yeah. it, it can be hard to figure out what part of a scene you want to put on the page and there is like you said there's a lot a lot of dialogue it's not a super action heavy comic by any means so making it visually interesting while there's a lot of talking and a lot of narration going on uh, that, that's got to be a challenge and I, I think he did an amazing job uh, all right so let's get into the story so Batman year one so this literally it's a four issue series it goes it's one year it's the first year that Bruce Wayne has decided to be Batman and it starts off with narration from uh, Lieutenant Jim Gordon he's not Commissioner Gordon yet and uh, he's landing or wait is he on the train I think he's on a train yeah, he's, he's on, on the train, train and Bruce on is a train. Fine. so he meets up he's relocating to Gotham as a detective and he meets up with Detective Flask. Do, do you guys re- recognize that name at all? I was going to ask you about that. I was curious if this guy is uh, somewhere else. Does that sound familiar to you? Does no. It? I mean, I, I'm like, this guy's got to be a character further along in, in, in the Batman series somewhere. There, uh, what he reminded me of was from um, the Michael Keaton Batman, the 1989 one. Yeah. He reminded me of the the big heavy guy, the kind of oh, oh yeah, that's yeah. what he reminded me of. But I don't know if that was his name. Eggert, Eggert, or Eggert, yeah, Eckhart, <laughs> Eckhart, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. Eckhart probably was kind of based on him, but they actually used Detective Flass in Batman Begins. He was Gordon's partner. He kind of had long, shag, curly, shaggy hair. He he was shaking down the falafel. Oh yeah, oh shit. That's right. Yeah, he's always eating something in the car. Yeah, just like Edgar. yeah, Edgar. and he's on the take, uh, <laughs> yeah. just like this character. Yeah, and, uh, but yeah, that seems was like Detective everybody's Flash, on the take in this series. <laughs> right, it's Gotham, man. Nobody's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was I was curious if, if either one of you guys would catch that, but yeah, that was Detective. The guy he's holding up, and he's like, "Swear to me, swear that to guy. me." Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so the the story is uh, Gordon's new in town. He's a good cop, surrounded by dirty cops. Bruce Wayne is just getting back, I assume, from all kinds of training and, and whatnot. It doesn't really go into that. Um, so you have the other thing that I thought was kind of cool is just the way they did the uh, the scripting is they had, like, yellow balloons for Gordon that were – uh, in, in handwrite or they were printed and then you had kind of like the handwritten white balloons for whenever Bruce Wayne was narrating. Yeah, I had to get used to cursive. I was like, God damn it. Does he have, really have to fucking talk in cursive? <laughs> like, talk, I'm, trying, cursive. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking down, trying to squint at the panels like, what does that say? Yeah, I haven't today, read cursive in like 10 years. Kids today wouldn't be able to read yeah, this comic. Yeah, kids today would be like, what's that? Yeah. Another language? I don't know what that is. Right. I'm like, this is in Arabic. I can't read this part. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> get it. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it is basically him and, uh, and Gordon. So you read a lot of cursive. Yeah. I did not like yeah. the cursive. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was I thought it was a woman. I thought it was a woman. Like at the front, I thought that, that was sir. I that know is it sexist. is. I wow. apologize if I offended anybody, but like I thought, like the first time you see Bruce, I thought it was a short-haired woman on a plane. Oh, <laughs> oh goddamn! Yeah. So that's why I'm saying 
I was like, I, I could have maybe got a little more detail. Oh, you mean this first little panel here through the window? Yeah, That's funny. through the window of the airplane. I was like, is that a short-haired chick? Because I, I automatically assumed woman from cursive. Like, I just went oh, right to that's it. That's great. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. Oh, I love that. All right, so what? give me give me your thoughts on this uh, this first issue here. We meet we meet class, we meet Gordon. I we really, see Bruce training. I really enjoyed, I did not think there was going to be this much Gordon and there's a ton of Gordon. And what's surprising is I, I want more Gordon, dude. Like he surprised me in so many ways. Hmm. I didn't know that I wanted his backstory, but once I got it, I was loving it. I mean, he is so interesting. And like when you, the only thing I, you know, I have the Batman movies. That's the only uh, backstory on any of these Gordon characters. And when you see him in Batman Begins, like he's already, what is he, Detective Gordon there? Or what is he? Is he Lieutenant? I think he's like Detective slash Lieutenant. Yeah. yeah. They don't really go into his story at all, you know? It's all about Batman. And this this series is a a lot of Gordon. And... Um, yeah. half, half of these comics are Gordon, pretty much. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, no, I'm oh, saying... Oh, the series we're yeah, reading? Yeah, yeah. the one we're... <laughs> this one. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know. You, you've read more comics than I have. The same one I read. <laughs> I've read three comics. <laughs> so, all right, yeah. We're, we're also introduced cool. to uh, Selena Kyle in the first issue. Yeah, yeah, I did not know she was a call girl. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. At least that's how she started off in this one. Yeah, yeah. At least in this right. one, um, I got I got something to say. There is a there is a I don't know what you call them uh, on one of the pages. What do you call a frame? Panel. A panel. Panel. Uh, yeah, panel. Uh, all right. There's one where he's talking to the uh, Gordon's talking to the commissioner. Oh, I know what you're going. And, with. and I I, <laughs> I, I was thing. like, man, this guy he must like. Uh, Snoopy or something because I, I noticed the peanuts like lamp. I was like, What is this yeah. guy? The and king then, of the tchotchkes? What and the is clown this? in the background. And, and he had but Mickey then, Mouse stuff too. Did you notice that later on? Yeah, had, like, I saw the Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Mouse bone or something and Mickey Mouse something else. Did you say hydrant on but, the floor? Hydrant? There was a fire. Oh, yeah, there's there a, hydrant. a hydrant. Well, I was like, What's going on? I saw the clown in the back. I thought that was kind of cool yeah. too. And then that, that, that thing that. Uh, acts like it's drinking that bird yeah whatever that thing. Right. yeah 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 i thought that was kind of cool but then they they make i i when i first read this you know and i saw that i was like oh that's kind of neat i don't know when they tell you the payoff is at the end because yeah. for a longest is time it, i was like are they going to explain this yeah. guy's office because he looks like an old clown <laughs> yeah. like a decommissioned clown and he just kept yeah. all his memorabilia and well selena selena yeah. mentioned that he, all he had was this pop culture crap yeah, yeah. and i was like oh okay. yeah and it's not to the very yeah. end of yeah the that's kind of neat yeah they say you know selena ended up stealing forty thousand dollars worth of pop memorabilia yeah. or something like that and i was like oh right that explains his office. Yeah. I thought when that I first looked neat. on, I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on in this office, man. And but, I, yeah. I need to tell you guys, I didn't this I've read this story multiple times and the, this is literally the first time that I made that connection. Like after, like when I was a kid, I never know I never realized it. And literally reading <laughs> really? through this time was the first time I was like, Oh, wait a minute. He's got a peanuts lamp, yeah. a dartboard, a fucking stop sign, a hydrant. Yeah. 
yeah. a, a guy on a toilet. <laughs> like yeah, the, the thinker. He's like got the, the thinker, thinker but on the toilet. The thinker on the toilet. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. He's got yeah. a picture of a clown behind him. It's like, what the hell is going on in this office? <laughs> yeah. that's that, So that's how we're introduced to Commissioner Lowe. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, so, okay. Apparently, there's some comments I missed. But, yes. Was in, in, the, in Batman Begins in The Dark Knight, right? Yes. Yes. They use that name as well. A, yeah. Um. So yeah, let's see. Moving forward here, what did I want to touch on? Flash. I can't believe I didn't think. Ah, oh, Flash. That makes me so angry. I didn't didn't notice that. Have to watch okay. So we see Bruce's first time out. Um, not as Batman. He hasn't had the inspiration to dress up like a bat. He just puts on uh, he puts on a fake scar. Heads down to the the seedy part of, of Gotham, which seems, which I guess would just be Gotham, and then gets in a fight with a pimp. Uh, ends up getting stabbed in the leg by Selena's roommate Holly, um, and it just all goes to shit. Knocks out Selena, knocks out a pimp, gets shot at, gets arrested. It's all very bad. <laughs> like his first time. I thought that was cool because we're so used to seeing the polished Batman, you know, right. who just knows everything and can practically he's almost clairvoyant in how he can predict what's going to happen. And instead, we get this guy he gets stabbed by a hooker, gets thrown in jail after getting <laughs> shot. Like, and that hooker, that Holly girl, she's what is she like, 12? I don't. Like, yeah, she's supposed to be young. And and if you if you remember Dark Knight Rises, Selena had I, I can't remember if they used the name Holly off the top of my head, but she had a roommate that was kind of young. Uh, so I I'm pretty sure that was in reference to her if her name wasn't Holly, which I think it was. But I, I could be wrong. I didn't double check that. Uh, so at what point did you guys start noticing the nods uh, from like the Dark Knight series to this comic book? Uh, I forget where it was. Uh, There's a bunch of them. The first one, where was the first one? Or actually, I'm assuming here, like, did you at any point think, wow, they took a lot of stuff from this for the Dark Knight series? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, probably the second book, I would guess. I, yeah. I don't know exactly when. There's a couple. Obviously, Uh, there's, well, yeah. Obviously, there's a one where, you know, the bats. He, he signals the bats through the that, sonar thing in his, the sonar in his heel. Thing. Yeah, he gets the bats to come so he can escape. But the log that's the the big beam that's covered up um, is on the ground. He uh, ends up, you know, the, they drop a bomb on a building and he has to um, he finds this trap, this metal trap door on the ground and he gets in there real quick and uh um, he ends up escaping while other people go into that trap door to look for him. And the, yeah. he ends up putting a, a giant beam on, on top of that trap door. And that was, I thought that was straight out of, uh, Batman begins when he lifts that burning log off and you yeah. realize how strong he is. And they mentioned something about that in this comic. They're like, Oh, he must be, you know, really strong to lift this or something like that. So I right. think that was I think that was a nod to it too, and there's more too. I, I forget some of them. Well, they showed his parents died. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, we had we had oh, That's every <laughs> Batman movie. Year, I'm sorry, this is year one, so we are allowed to watch his parents that die again. It's right on the cover of the first issue of the story too, is oh. him and crime alley with the that that imagery that is now iconic thanks to the multiple times we've seen it in every batman movie movie it seems like 
Yeah, we um, missed the training mon- montage too. He uh, he can kick through a tree, which is yes, it's that's pivotal in that in that scene we were talking about because that's how he ends up escaping. Right. And he's he, he's shot and he gets stabbed. He gets shot. Like I didn't realize about this about Batman. Like how much punishment this guy takes, and not only yeah. takes, but like he's still not done. Like he has to get out of it somehow while he's shot, while he's beat up. You know, and it's right. just like man, yeah, he had to kick through a beam with a shot leg. He's like, oh, they had to shoot me in my good leg. You know. <laughs> But he's like, you know, he's like, he's just like, push it aside. He's like, no pain, you know? So yeah. you, see, you, you see the the mind, um, the willpower that he has, too, which is, is awesome. Right. Um, what do you guys think of the bat suit design? Mm, Any thoughts? I thought it was, uh, it was weak. <laughs> I didn't like it that much. Yeah. But I don't, this is the only one I've seen, so I don't know what the other ones look like. Yeah. I, I know the old, old one, like the blue and gray. But yeah, uh, that, it's better than that one. <laughs> See, I, I like the black and gray motif a lot. And uh, I also like the absence of the yellow oval. I mean, I don't I don't hate the yellow oval. I prefer it without. Uh, so I really like the design. What I like about the look that the way he drew it, though, too, is, is it is just fabric. You can tell like he he's not, uh, you know, like when he gets stabbed and shot in the arms and legs like it. It's not armored looking at all. And I, again, I think that's a year one thing. Mm-hmm. That they were doing on purpose. Uh, no, granted, it, it kind of always looks like that. But the, in the comics, are always like, "Oh, he's you know he's where he's bulletproof. He's got the, the the yellow oval is literally bulletproof. It's to attract people to shoot to at that because that part of his chest is the most armored. But this one, it just looks like fabric. You know, he's not super ripped looking. You know, he's muscular, but he doesn't have that that super jacked look, which I thought was cool. And again, year one, um, you know he. He, I guess he just didn't know better. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the excuse is for not having more armor. But it also was the '80s. It's probably a lot harder to get a hold of that stuff. But I, I liked his first encounter with the, uh, like the first time you see him in the bat suit when there's just like people robbing some lady's apartment and he jumps down and he almost like ends up dropping right. some kid and right. getting kicked in got, the head and yeah, he's got four <laughs> kids on a fire escape. One of them, you know, tried to hit him, miss, and he ended up falling off the side. Batman catches him. And then the other three guys, are, he's just taking a beating. One guy's got a TV, yeah. smash him on yeah. the back. This is all while he's holding that guy's leg, trying not right. to drop him 20 stories down, you know. And then yeah. another guy, you know, is punching him in the face. <laughs> like, like, that's not, a, you know, the TV wasn't enough. So you get the, right. the punching in the face. And I, I, it was cool because he's like, you know, he's like, <laughs> he's like don't drop him don't drop him and then he's like kick this guy that that's a couple of broken ribs don't drop this guy you know like he's saying he's saying what he's doing to him you know in his mind yeah while while he's trying to hold this guy this kid from from falling so then the other uh one of the villains one of the main villains in this is carmine falcone surely you remember that guy yes i do but i did not know he went by the other name the roman i did not know that yeah do they say that in Batman Begins? The Roman, I do don't ever remember mention that? my head if they ever call him the Roman or not. I'm used okay. to seeing it in comics, though. Uh, but but yeah, so he's in there. I just pick. Uh, yeah, every time they said that guy, I, I pictured uh, Roberts, the actor from Batman Begins. Yeah. So, 
Robert. Oh no, that's you're thinking of Robert. Um, Wasn't that him? You're thinking of Eric Roberts played Eric, Eric uh, Roberts. Who did he play? Yeah, he played Maroney. You're thinking of Maroney. Falcone oh. was in Batman Begins. He was an older guy. I think he was played yeah. by Tom Wilkerson. I forget the actor's uh, name. I think that's the actor's name. Oh, he's he was the guy way that, older. Yeah, he's the guy that's in the limo when yeah, Batman he's the guy first that's like, up. You haven't thought oh, about yeah. what you have to oh, lose. Okay, that's Falcone. I yeah. thought the other guy's yeah. name was Falcone. Yeah, that's Falcone. He, no, that's he was, he, his name was Maroney. <laughs> that's yeah, Falcone Maroney. Forget about it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of Italian names getting thrown around. I like around to talk there. about a scene with Gordon uh, that I really liked. And that was Let's when um, Flass and Commissioner Loeb n- know that Gordon is not going to play ball. He's going to do, you know, he's not going to be, he's not going to be on the take. He's going to be the good cop, you know. So they yeah. know it. And Flass is like, we got to, we got to rough him up a little. <laughs> So, you yeah. know, Commissioner Loeb's like, I'm going out of town in a couple of weeks. Make sure you do it when I'm not here. So they ambush Gordon in his in his parking garage and they end up beating him up. And, you know, just enough to keep him out of the hospital or something like that. I think that's what they said. And right. um, so he's he's all beat up and he uh, he goes and like, you know, I thought he'd. I just got the shit kicked out of me. I'm going to go home. Not Gordon, dude. He hunts down. He calls dispatch, finds out where Flass is. Uh, right. I guess he's at a poker game. He waits for the other guys to leave. And then he comes out, follows him in a, in this car, runs him off the road. And uh, and then he goes, he, uh, he shows him the gun and, and Flass sees it's Gordon and drops his gun. And, uh, right. So he's like, yeah, he's there just to beat his ass. He drops the gun. Flash drops his gun. And Gordon gives Flash a bat. He's like, here, here you go. (laughs) So he just got the shit kicked out of him. And he's still like, here, you can have a handicap. Here's a bat. Try try and beat me. And uh, Flash goes after him with the bat. And Gordon kicks the shit out of him. And uh, (laughs) he leaves him naked and handcuffed. And uh, because he knows Flass won't report that and he he knows he's so embarrassed that he won't, you know, say it was Gordon or whatever. So I thought that I thought that was really cool. That's why I was talking about how much I learned about Detective Gordon or Lieutenant Gordon in this one. I just thought I was like, man, he is much more uh, of a character than I thought. You know, you find out he's got, you know, military training and everything and. It lends some insight as to why he would be willing to work with a vigilante. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. his mindset. He's 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 not he's not a bad cop by any means. He's not on the take. But at the same time, he sees the inadequacies of, of the institution he works for. So he's willing to cross some lines. You know, he's not a Boy Scout. Right. And he, he's willing to do some things. And uh, I think that's cool. But that was a really cool scene. And it's also kind of that whole comic book thing where everybody's like way tougher than an actual person, though, because like that, that beating was brutal. <laughs> you wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> yeah. be walking and going anywhere after that. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right. <clears throat> he's like, he's driving, that, hunting yeah. him down. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> and then, but then he's he's got, his glasses it. are broken <laughs> and everything. Right. And he's like, no, I'm good. We got this. <laughs> so I'm like, why am I liking Gordon better than Bruce Wayne? <laughs> That's what I was thinking while I was reading this series. But yeah, oh, that, that was, was that was real interesting to me. 
Till he cheated on his wife. Oh, I know what it was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You find out yeah. about the affair he had with some S- detective. Yeah. Essen. Is she? Essen, yeah. Is she uh, popular or no? I'm not real familiar with her outside of this series. I don't, yeah. I don't know that she's, I, I think this is it for her. Cause she moves out. She, you know, she gets yeah. transferred or whatever. And I think that's kind of the end of her story. I could be wrong about that though. <laughs> Rob, did you have any standout moments, anything that struck you as cool or stupid or awesome or dumb or anything that any parts that, that you enjoyed um, or not? Well, if, yeah, I thought once we got to the, I think it was the third book where he, uh, part three, when he was in, uh, that was intense. I mean, that was like, was that uh, the, real whole, the whole scene in the building? Oh, yeah, like that, okay. that really gone, goes yeah. on. I mean, that, like I, under I thought, siege by the cops. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. Yeah, and he loses his belt in that siege. So all he goes in with basically is a, yeah. like three darts, <laughs> three blow darts. Right. And, well, yeah. And yeah. he's already shot before he went in. Right, he the got building. shot in the he's leg. He's already shot in the yeah. leg. <laughs> but I, right. I mean, that was that was just like, that was like an action, you know, watching an action scene yeah, on a movie. I that thought, was really but cool. it's on, you know, it's on print. I thought that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Very that. Very intense. I, I thought, yeah, again, like yeah. great composition. And, you know, you had that narration along with it that, that wasn't ridiculous and over the top. It was, you know, just kind of conveying their inner thoughts as everything was going on. Uh, yeah, that that's a really cool scene. Yeah, going into yeah, so we find out that uh, Gordon, again, in keeping with the fact that he's not, you know, perfectly clean guy, he ends up having an affair while he's while his wife is pregnant. Yeah, that's even more like, messed up. Yeah, that's like double whammy, man. Come on, <laughs> but he does the right thing under pressure. He they use it as collateral to try to the, the commissioner Loeb wants him to back off basically because Loeb is in deep with Falcone and all, all those criminal types, and he's like, hey, we're going to show this to your wife, and instead. You say Maroni or Falcone? Falcone. (laughs) They're interchangeable. (laughs) Falroni. Falroni. But so he, you know, he kind of gets coerced into that. But instead of bowing to that, you know, he ends up uh, telling his wife, which is some brutal stuff. That's like some heavy stuff. That's not some kids stuff. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) Like it's not as a twelve year old. It was it was like, wow, this is like, again, this, for me, this was like real adult shit going on yeah. in a comic yeah. book. This wasn't just punching out the penguin because he stole a bird statue, you know, right. it was it, it actually it just had some actual uh, weight to it, which I really liked. Uh, oh, but going into that, though, with um, oh, man, I just I just sidetracked myself. I, just, I have derailed. You have uh, derailed. You were talking about Essen and have you know Barbara. Essen. What was I gonna say? I, I had some. I had a thought. All right. If anybody else has a thought, feel free to. Uh, I, I thought there was one panel that I really loved, and that's when he uh, attacks the uh, governor's mansion. Yes, or whatever. I know exactly what, what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, 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 and yeah, he uh, ends up you know it. blowing a Describe hole. It. 
Yeah, he blows a hole in the wall, and then the the panel it's like half a page, so it's really big, and he and he um, it's all dark, and all you see is the outline of the hole in the wall, the light behind him because he put a floodlight on so nobody could see him, and then you yeah. see you know his his uh, he's stooped over in his in his like crouch or whatever, and you see just his black his his eyes or lit up white, you know, and, uh, just the black costume. And he's, he, and he has this quote, he says, um, ladies, gentlemen, you have eaten well, you've eaten Gotham's Gotham's wealth. It's spirit. Your feast is nearly over from this moment on. None of you are safe. He just, he doesn't, he doesn't like kick anybody's ass there. He just lets them know. He's like, look, <laughs> your right. shit, your run is over. <laughs> and I, and this panel is, it looks so freaking cool. Like that's yeah, how I—that's how I always picture Batman in my head. That and that's a very Batman moment. Very cool, you know. Just shows up, intimidates some people, and then leaves while they're having. So that—that that was like a big dinner party with <laughs> Falcone and Commissioner Loeb and a bunch of people like that. Uh, man, I really wish I could remember what I was going to say earlier. <laughs> Steve. <laughs> <laughs> And then we get to the scene uh, that Batman begins, you know, just used wholesale where uh, going back to the siege where the police have him in that, that building. And his last ditch effort is he has a little sonar uh, attractor thing for bats. And they use that in Batman Begins. And it looked really cool in Batman Begins. And it, and it looks really cool here. Yeah. Just all these bats showing up. Oh, that's what I was going to say. That's what I wanted to talk about. Um, so at one point, Essen and Gordon, you know, they're trying to figure out who Batman is. And they, they come up with Bruce Wayne real quick. Yeah, and I think Essen does. does. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was just really cool because, you know, that's something you always goof around about. You know, when you talk about Batman is how do they not know it's him? It's like, well, here they, they pretty much figure it out. They're like, well, dude, he's rich. He only made, he's like the only suspect because it's like, dude, right. he's a rich playboy. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. They show up at his house. Right. They, they, they like put it together real quick. I thought right. that was cool. It's yeah, like, like well, this is obvious. So they show up at his house and he play. he does the drunk, rich playboy routine. And like, it's like right after that. Right, oh, right wait, let me interrupt you real quick. That's what I wanted to say. Like the, the rich playboy thing, like <laughs> I was just started laughing because they go, uh, they go to talk to him. Uh, Gordon does. And uh, he's just sitting there with a, like a hot model or whatever on the couch. And he's sitting there drinking right. booze or whatever. And I was just like, this is what, <laughs> this is the part of Batman. I, I just, I see Bruce Wayne being like, well, I got, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta play this role for Gotham. <laughs> you yeah, know? Right. It's, like, make it's a tough, yeah, it's a tough sacrifice, but somebody's got to make it so, to get into character. I really need to bang hot models all the time <laughs> <laughs> for Gotham. For Gotham, that's right. Right. <laughs> all right. Sorry, yeah, man. Go back. I just no want to interest that. himself in, right. in it whatsoever. <laughs> totally selfless, I'm sure. That yeah. is how they portray it, though. But it's like, come on, come on now, because you know full well. Like if if that was a real person, he'd be doing a lot more of that and a lot less Batmaning. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he, and I mean, the, obviously the girls aren't in it. He can't tell the girls, so he has to. Right. He, you know. And they're just paid, probably hookers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It's like the son of Gotham. Uh, oh, no, I, well, I guess she was supposed to be a model, and he paid her five grand or whatever to to act like his girlfriend. <laughs> um. 
Sorry. I didn't so, yeah, so they figure it out pretty quick. And then you have that scene. And again, I think uh, Dark Knight, the Dark Knight borrows from this somewhat at the at the end of Dark Knight with uh, Gordon and his and his kids. So uh, Falcone goes after Gordon's newborn boy, his baby boy, and kidnaps him to get, you know, as like a last resort to, you know, hey, man, you need to back off. And uh, Bruce Wayne, you know, knew this was coming and he shows up to help. And he's not in, in his Batman gear at all. And uh, basically the, the baby ends up going off a bridge. Yeah, but Gordon, bridge. Gordon shot him first because he thought he was. Right. Yeah, right. That, that's what was messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, shoot, that was uh, that was Bruce. He yeah. shot. Yeah. Gordon ends up getting a call from Commissioner Loeb and Commissioner Loeb's trying to get him out of the house so that. Uh, this one guy can go in there and steal the baby and, and his right. wife and everything. So Bruce knows what's going on. So he goes, he goes to, you know, help out Gordon and uh, he Gordon's leaving, you know, cause the commissioner called him off and he sees this motorcycle pass him and the motorcycle goes in, you know, to his parking garage. And he's like, wait a minute. Oh, this guy just wants me out of the house. So he turns around the car real quick, but you don't know that's you don't know it was Batman on the motorcycle. Yeah. You just thought it was a bad guy. Yeah. I thought it was a guy just going to kidnap, you know, his kid and wife. But when Gordon gets there, his kid and wife are already kidnapped and, you know, in the car or the kids in the car. And then there's two other henchmen that have his wife outside the car. And uh, he goes in to look for the motorcycle and he can't find it because, you know, that's a big parking garage and Batman pulled off to the side. So then Gordon, um, this I thought this scene was really cool. Like he's he's got his the two henchmen have his wife outside the car. And, you know, the other guy has the, the kid in the car and Gordon doesn't even hesitate. He just caps the guy in the head and yeah. that guy drops. He takes one in the shoulder, kills the other guy next to, to, uh, to, uh, Barbara and he drops. And then, um, the car takes off and that's when he hears the, the motorcycle engine rev. So he turns around and shoots the guy on the bike <laughs> and it was, yeah. we didn't know it was, we didn't know it was Bruce. And right. I was like, Oh dude, uh, and then you find so Gordon takes off to follow the car uh, on the bike, the the uh, Batman's motorcycle. He gets he takes that and follows the car, and then uh, Bat, uh, Bruce Wayne takes off his helmet, and you see he's like Barbara. I won't let anybody you know hurt so, your kids. So does she know that that's Bruce at that yes. point? Are we led to believe yeah, she that? Was yes. um, it, she was at the. She never showed his face. She, it was her and Gordon at. Right, uh, Bruce Wayne's right. banner. No, but I know. But does does she know yeah. that that was Bruce that he shot? I'm talking about at that Probably. moment. Yeah, yeah, because he took off his helmet. Because they they don't show his face in the in the comic. Yeah, right. They show, it's like, they show him like, without his in the helmet panel. They don't show on that face. kid's bicycle. So I'm assuming. Oh yeah, no, no, no. She definitely knows because he tells. Barbara, he's like, I won't let any. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, anybody could say that. Right. Yeah, but he's got. I mean, she was just at his mansion earlier, so she obviously knows what he looks like. Well, um, they gave the impression. I'm saying from the panel that you can't see his face when he says that. Oh, really? Yeah. If you look yeah, at so it, so Rob, what Rob's saying definitely has. And this is something that is open to interpretation because I was actually thinking right. of myself. So they purposely. It looks like he's in the shadows. 
You know, he doesn't identify mm-hmm. himself. Right. But she doesn't shoot him, so the implication is like, who, but she's who is still that? pointing I, his gun when when she's when he's leaving. Yeah, so. and, and that makes sense that he doesn't want to tell her because he doesn't want everybody knowing that he's. Well, I don't know. I mean, they. Oh, but I'm but saying the from the way it, it was drawn, it gives the impression that you don't know if she can see his face or not. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, but and I, that was my question. Does she know that that's 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 Bruce Wayne or? Um, is she just like, oh, I can't shoot somebody, you know? Uh-huh. Well, the other thing is, too, as the reader, maybe we're not supposed to know that's Bruce Wayne yeah. until that moment. And yeah. um, so I, I think it can go either way. But ultimately, what I was getting to, though, is is Bruce Wayne saves the baby. Right. And uh, Gordon lost his glasses at one point, And Gordon says, you know, it, uh, Bruce Wayne hands him his, his son. And, you know, he's like, thank you. And then he's like, you know what? I, I, I can't see a damn thing without my glasses. And I thought that was just really cool because it it, it 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 lends it, it makes the idea that Gordon does know who Batman is. And he, yeah, and, that, that's what, yeah, he, that's he, what I lets took on, from though. it, too. He, ne- he never lets on, which, again, makes sense. If he's such a good detective, how could he not figure it out? And you see he figured yeah. it out right away. Yeah, he's saying he's saying, get out of here. I'm a cop. I have to arrest you if anybody right. sees me with you. That's what I yeah. took from it. So, well, my, okay. So, explain this well, bridge scene to me. I think I kind of looked over it like twenty times just to see what. <laughs> how, how high are we at? <laughs> yeah, yeah and like how did they land there? <laughs> Uh, when they show him like handing the baby, it, did they wade away from? Are they where? Did they go from the deep end to the shallow end? There's a lot. I don't know what happened. That yes, I want. I'm assuming I really that, wish that he they, saved the baby. Yeah. Uh, and and in the in the water, and then swam to the shore. When well, the, well, he, the reason I don't think that's true is because. <laughs> the guy that Gordon is tussling with is right there too, unless they dragged him as well, which I guess they could have. Well, he fell off with them. Yeah. But yeah. they probably so, dragged Gordon and the guy both went off when he grabbed the baby. He'd like jumped off and grabbed the baby. And the other two guys, Gordon and the other guy fell off as well. So like, where's, yeah. Like where's the other guy, you know, I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess he's laying in the in the mud there. I guess Gordon landed on him. I don't know. I I was like, okay. <laughs> I think that's the implication. Uh, that's what I took yeah. away from it, though, is that they it was you know they they were at a pretty shallow point, and yeah. Gordon makes sure to point out. And again, this could also be because he shot him, but he says you must be wearing some armor under that jacket. Yeah. That also could have protected him in the fall, and then you know, Commissioner right. Gordon could have braced, could have survived because he landed on that guy. Right. Um, they don't seem real concerned about that guy next to him at all. So I'm guessing no. he's dead. Yeah, um, that's what I was like. I guess it is shallow water, and <laughs> and you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. But he's I was Batman, like, so how, okay, how did this happen? Yeah, well, apparently Batman can reach like terminal velocity before anyone else too, because he was above. He was above the. <laughs> when, the, when they all fell and somehow in the next panel he's past those two with the baby in his hand and he's a super cycler maybe he pushed off <laughs> he can really ride hard a bike like maybe a... he pushed off with his feet really hard <laughs> yeah. he, does, he can kick through trees so his legs are right. powerful uh, but yeah oh man yeah so he saves well, the they baby. show him in the panel uh, if you follow the panels, it, it does show him actually kind of leap it off before they they go over. 
Yeah. Um, so maybe he, you know, pushed yeah. down. He's got his uh, hands down on the Superman flying pose. Yeah. Uh, but uh, again, that, I think that was used in the Dark Knight at the end with, with uh, Harvey Dent, and you know he's he's got the gun to to Gordon's right. kid's head, and, and then he, right. he goes over, and then you see that's how Dent dies, basically almost the exact same way. He braces mm-hmm. that fall for Batman, and oh, doesn't survive. I, I forgot to mention that in this comic, Dent already knows is helping Batman. Yes. Yes, yeah. they already have a relationship. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was cowered under his desk when Gordon came in. Yeah. I forget when right. that was. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. He doesn't know, necessarily know he's Bruce Wayne, but he is definitely working with Batman. Right. Um, so, yeah, that's... Uh, and then and then the last thing, again, uh, another thing that they lifted, but for Batman Begins, is they got Gordon standing on the rooftop. There's no bat signal yet. Uh, he says, uh, uh, there's a real panic on somebody's threatened to poison Gotham Reservoir, calls himself the Joker. I've yeah, got a that's friend straight out. Of- be able to help. <laughs> yeah, that's straight and, out of uh, Batman Begins, right? Well, no, Batman Begins took it straight out of here. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's, that's what, yeah, you know what I mean. But I mean, is that verbatim? Steve's like, I saw no, the no. movie first. Uh, okay, I wasn't thought, that? Didn't that happen? Yeah, first? I saw the movie right. first. Therefore, it came first. <laughs> I saw the movie twenty years after this came out. It came first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was. Uh, I was. Yeah, yeah. I, was uh, I don't think it's verbatim because ba- first of all, Batman's on the roof talking to him. He hands him the card, but it is. He does say something. You know, he's got a. He's got a knack for the theatrical. Call, I think he says calls himself the Joker. <laughs> though mm-hmm. and yeah uh, that line is from it but again you, so this little four issue series from 1987 uh really carried over quite well held up well enough to be in a movie in 2005 yeah. and 2008 whenever uh dark knight came that came out so it kind of t- tells you that there is some there's some good stuff going on in comics even though the, the whole medium gets dismissed by a lot of people including my own wife who just hates comics and <laughs> thinks they're juvenile. And he's like, but, but this, but the story, read the story, man. And she just doesn't care. She doesn't like se- the sequential arts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there, there's a lot of meat to take out of this comic. And like you said, to make a movie to, uh, you know, write a screenplay. I mean, right. Um, a lot of character stuff, you know, a lot yeah, of, the, you know, especially yeah. with Gordon. <laughs> Like Steve was saying, a lot of a lot of the Gordon stuff, and it's and like Steve said, it, it you know you're not at any point uninterested either. You're not like okay, where's Batman though? You know, so for yeah. me it was like kind of the opposite of with Craven and Spider Man, where with Craven I was just like, oh, this guy's a just a narcissistic idiot. I wish he would shut up. Where is Spider Man? That's kind of how I felt reading Craven's last hunt. Whereas mm-hmm. here I'm like, all right, I, I get this Gordon guy. He's a real person. You know, he feel he feels very real. He's got you understand his motivations, his thoughts. And, and just all that kind of stuff, what kind of person he is, you, you really understand his character. And uh, meanwhile, Craven, I just I always felt like Man, this guy just sounds like an idiot on drugs. That was always <laughs> that's been my takeaway with the Craven's last hunt. Um, but I, I'll 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 give my rating first. This is essential reading. If if you're new to comics or you're, you're curious about comics, this is an excellent place to start. In my opinion, it's one of the very first complete stories I ever read, if not the very first one. Um, I'd read comics here and there, but they typically weren't really one off issues. So I'd, I'd read like a part of a story, basically. And it was, you know, in the middle of a series. And I never really got the full gist of a story. And th- this is one of the first things I remember reading. And 
that I'm pretty sure this is what made me fall in love with the medium. I was like, man, this is, this is well-crafted storytelling. The art is amazing. And this would probably be a decent sized novel, not a big novel, but if, if you didn't have the artwork, this would at least be a novel you pick up at the airport if you had to uh, adapt this. I mean, it's it, art conveys so much that you and you don't realize it. You think it's because, you know, it's the funny book pictures that, you know, it, these are short stories, but it's just a way to convey it. You know, it's, it's like a movie. It compresses it so you, you can tell everything that's going on without a description of everything that's going on on every page. So yeah, that, I don't again, fall that, asleep that, reading that, comics as much as I do a book, too. <laughs> I'm like, so, oh, I have visual stimulation. <laughs> this is nice. Right. And I like that, too, because you I'm I'm an impatient person. I got ADHD. I want to get to the end. And, you know, I, back when I used to read a, a lot of Stephen King stuff, man, I swear he'd spend a whole page describing the leather on a baseball. I'm like, dude, I don't I don't care about the condition of this baseball. Why is this significant to me? I don't Move care along. about the stitching. Move it along. Right. I'm like, good God. And I mean, it was great attention to detail. Like, I'm not bashing Stephen King. Don't take it that way. I think Stephen King's amazing. But man, he could go into like he could describe a rivulet of water going down a sewer drain for a whole page. And it was like, I don't know that that helped with the story. But great job. Nailed it. So what, what would you guys rate this one on our four? Let, let me I'll, I'll I'll do our four point rating system. Essential would be the highest one. We, we uh, four points. Essential reading. Like if, if you're looking for a comic book to read, you, you can't skip this one. The next level would be recommended reading which is, you know, good stuff. Uh, we highly recommend it. Uh, underneath that, we would have uh, worth a read. Like I would give Craven's Last Hunt a worth a read. It's it's not it's not anything you have to, but if, if you're desperate for something new, it's worth it. And then we have the, you know, skip it. Don't bother with it. Uh, where, where would you guys put that on our four-point scale? Go ahead, Rob. Well, seeing this is the second storyline comic i've read (laughs) that's all you have to go on though that's you gotta it's fine i'm guessing this will be essential um definitely read it um but i'm saying to you though like if just on your own with your your limited experience with comics like how do you feel about it like is this something you consider essential or you just think well well, i think i will eventually but i don't think any comic is essential right now (laughs) but but (laughs) we'll see you next week you you see what i'm saying (laughs) um uh, you would have more I, I, of a basis of comparison, basically, is what right. you're saying. I and just as a story, this, though, how would you rate it as a story? Just um, uh, oh yeah, it's essential. Would you give it a three? Would you give it three stars yeah. or four stars as a story? I, basically, I, I give it four stars for sure. It was okay. good, so essential. But we'll you know, more. I'm also familiar yeah. with this from the movies. You know, it kind of tied in right. with that too. So once you know, it's kind of skewed. You know, I, I I'm interested to see what what I think of something that I have no idea about that's actually good on these ratings. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to tell you about the next story then. (laughs) All right then looking forward. Yeah. I'm, I'm with Rob essential. I'm with both of you guys, essential reading for just because of so much, uh, that was the movie took from this comic book. I mean, yeah. If you watch the movies, yeah. I mean, this is essential just to see yeah. what's going on in these comics, you know, just to, how they right. relate to the movies, if if nothing else, you know. But there's also more. There's like there's there's great scenes like he there's one 
scene in here where he takes down a uh, drug dealer and uh, yeah. he disarms him. You know, he's like, bullets don't harm me. Nothing harms me. But I know pain. I know pain. Yeah. Sometimes I share it with someone like you. Like shit like that. That was not in the last Craven's last hunt, you know. Like right. this this is awesome. This is some deep shit, some dark shit. And I really enjoyed this comic this week. Um uh, this definitely. makes me so happy to hear you guys say this. I, I, I'm not going to say I told you so, but I fucking told you so. But I no, fucking uh, told you. It, it, dude, yeah, it's, it's, it, and this is literally something I've been, you know, I read this probably about two years after it came out, and I had no idea when it actually came out back then. And the artwork to me back then looked like kind of old-fashioned, so I thought it might have even been from the 70s. Like, I didn't, you know, I knew nothing about comics at the time other than, you know, I knew the characters. I knew Batman from cartoons and stuff. But like I said, reading this just just sucked me right into the whole world of comics. And, uh, and that was just by accident. I didn't even have somebody saying, hey, you need to read this. You need to read that. So I was very fortunate because if I had been handed you know, some other goofy Batman story. I might've been like, yeah, it's okay, I guess, you know, <laughs> but, but this, I think this just really made me realize, uh, how strong of a format, uh, the, the whole medium of comics actually can be and that it can be anything. It can be adult. It can be juvenile, you know, just like film, you know, you, it runs the gamut basically. But even back then, I'm pretty sure I thought comics were just this one certain thing based on the few com comics I had been exposed to. And this, told me that it could be something deeper. It didn't have to just be a bunch of action sequences and people punching criminals the whole time. Like that you could actually have interesting character development in a funny book. <laughs> yeah. So. You're saying it wasn't a Joel Schumacher <laughs> type. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh man, that brought back memories. Uh, oh my God. Uh, Sean uh, and I went to see Batman forever when it first came out. Yeah. And when we got done, yeah, 95 was it? We got, we got out of there and we're like, we're not doing it again, man. We are not going to go through that. Not that movie was horrible. Yeah. And then Batman and Robin comes That's out. Deep. And oh my God, that might have been the worst movie ever made out of any genre. And so yeah, two years John, later, John, John's like, we did it again. Why did we do, why did we do this? I, I do. I have vivid memories of that, though. We saw Batman Forever, and I'm like, I was, and I remember looking at Steve, and I was like, I'm never going to see another Joel Schumacher Batman movie again. Fast forward, smash cut to 1997, Here walking out are. of Batman and Robin, and it's just like, what is wrong with us? Why did I don't we even do know. that? I was like, I was stunned. I don't even know what I just watched. It was so oh, bad. I was like, that that wasn't Batman, was it? There couldn't have been. So what? what's the first thing you remember about Batman? Uh, like, uh, like, how did you know who? I don't know. What's yours? Let me think about it. I think it was the TV series. What, what do you series. mean? Like my, the very first thing I remember about Batman, like yeah. just the character? Yeah. yeah, just the character. Like, you, you know, it's like remember, somebody. Go ahead. And this was all at the same time because you remember like TV in the 80s, you had a lot of, you know, reruns and stuff, right? You know, they Channel didn't have 43, baby. Yeah. yeah. So the two things I remember, and I don't know which one was actually first, but the two things I remember is Super Friends cartoon, which, you know, they had the Wonder Twins on there and it was kind of, you know, goofy, the Hanna-Barbera Super Friends cartoon. And then the other thing would be the 66 Batman series. I think yeah, that was mine. I think that's probably the first like that I can remember was, you know, West in, in that Batman performance. Yeah. What about you, Rob? Yeah, no, it was watching the old TV show. 
the um, 66 series yeah yeah uh, the live action with uh, yeah, Adam. So you probably saw it when it first yeah. aired. So <laughs> I'm not that old. <laughs> Didn't you help film that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, I'm not. I'm not sure because I can't remember yesterday, let alone you know when I was four, but five. Like, but but what's like weird is first... yeah. Go ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. What What's weird is I didn't like. That's what I remember Batman from, but I also knew like Batman from other stuff too. I guess it might've been super friends or some other stuff, but I don't know because it's weird. Cause I did the, the only thing I associate cheesy Batman with is the TV series. Really? Well, yeah, well Batman. Schumacher, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we yeah, just talked about two. But, I mean, you know, but you know, you dress up as Batman. He wasn't like a cheesy character, you know, Right. Yeah, my you thought first, he, you thought Batman was cool, man. Dude, my first encounter with Batman might have sure. been like a Batman costume you had those Probably. you know those old plastic yeah. ones with the cheap rubber well, bands. I had me some Batman underwears, <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah, Rob's underwear. That was the first experience I had with it was Batman. <laughs> I had yeah, some but, I mean, o- over the years I remember I remember seeing 1989's Batman and that was that but was see, awesome. But that's what's weird. Like as a kid, you didn't think Batman was cheesy like that. But that's I can't think of how I knew Batman besides that TV show. Yeah, I'm yeah. I, I'm sure I can't exactly remember when I first saw Batman. Yeah. But the the Batman I remember the most is Michael Keaton in in the 80s. Well, yeah, I mean that totally changed. Younger, that makes sense. Yeah. So like eighty nine, yeah. you were what ten? You were yeah. You I was know, a, just uh, oh my old. god! I watched that. I I wore that VHS tape out, man. That, I remember uh, going to the movies to see it. That and Indiana so, Jones and yeah. the Temple of Doom, both of those, or not Temple well, of Doom, uh, right? Last uh, what's the Last Crusade? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, I, definitely eighty nine. Batman was well. The Super Friends was basically like a Justice League kind of show. You know, had Wonder Woman and Superman and and Batman. Oh, I remember. And I remember Super Friends. Wonder Twin Powers oh. activate. Yeah. Before and then, uh, uh, the other thing, you did watch more cartoons. <laughs> The other thing I remember, too, was uh, Scooby-Doo. The, the intro to Scooby-Doo, they, they'd have, like, guest stars, you know, and be like, oh, this week, Phyllis Diller or whatever sometimes, right? Casey yeah. Kasem. Well, I guess Casey Kasem was on, on it every week, actually. But anyway. <laughs> he was um, shaggy, right? <laughs> uh, but if they, sometimes the intro, they would show, like, a little clip of Batman and Robin, like the animated one. And I was all I remember one thing I remember about Batman is always waiting for that episode where Batman and Robin show up and help <laughs> – the, the gang solve a mystery and I don't know if I ever actually saw it but I remember I always get excited because it's like they'd show Batman and Robin and instead I get like the Harlem Globetrotters I'm like god damn it I just want to see Batman and uh, and then I remember watching the show at my great grandma's house and then she I, I she had a black uh, bath towel and I would I used a safety pin to uh, and had it around my neck and I would like literally like run up and down the stairs pretending I was Batman. I don't know what I was doing, but at the same time, I also remember not really liking the 66 show because even as a little kid, I was not a fan of like really campy stuff. I wanted to see like better stuff. You know? Yeah. Like I, that was I, so I campy. Yeah. That show was so campy that I realized it was campy when I was a kid. That I mean, yeah. right. it was straight it up was camp. Well, that's what I'm saying. The that's top. the first thing we remember, but we don't associate Batman as being cheesy. You know, we always thought Batman was cool growing up. Yeah. Right. But 
but for that show to be the first thing you remember about Batman, it's it's weird. Yeah, you know, it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. So there's got to be other a- <laughs> things that influence influenced us on Batman growing up. Yeah, I, I guess I, I, think, I think toys. You, sh- you shut off the TV show, the '66, <laughs> and then you picture Batman in your head. <laughs> Maybe and that's he's much it. cooler, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, well, we had bat. I had Batman toys. I remember the action figure. But I, I mean. If oh, I, I was going to say the superpowers line. I always wanted those. I remember seeing the commercials and I remember wanting the superpowers Batman figure. And then the other thing was just there was an artist and I'm trying to figure out his name. You would see DC stuff. And there was a certain art style in the 80s that was very prevalent that you would see on if you ever saw like uh, uh, Batman wrapping paper or, you know, birthday cake toppers and stuff. I don't know if you remember that imagery. I think his name was Jim Aparo. But if uh, trying to look him up and he uh his art and his version of Batman is how I remembered Batman for like many, many years. Like his, his style. I don't know if that's the guy or not though. Man, I'm trying to find the guy. Um, but anyway, there was a certain style and I'm sure, I'm sure I'll find it after the episode's over. Uh, the way the Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman looked like that's how Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman looked in my brain up until the nineties when I started reading comics and seeing different variations on, on their uh, character designs. Yeah, so we all agree that the last, you know, the uh, uh, the last Batman movies. Um, oh no, shit! I forgot there was Justice League. Uh, Christopher <laughs> Nolan's. They, we all agreed those were the best, right? The last Batman trilogy, oh, yeah. is what, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And then what would eighty nine Batman and Batman Returns be second? Yes, uh, Batman Batman Returns absolutely. Um, trying to think who else or uh i do i think dark knight might be one of the greatest superhero i, I hate calling batman a superhero too by the way because he's not super but anyway uh one of the greatest comic book character movies of all time you know even compared to the marvel stuff i think that as as a film is just i, I don't know that it's been matched from a filmmaking standpoint if that yeah. makes any sense yeah I wish I could find this dude. I remember being more afraid of Max Shrek than than the Joker. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Christopher Walken used to creep me the fuck out, man. It was just during that time, during those Batman movies. I I loved it. That was like the first time I think I remember seeing him. A little more cowbell. (laughs) Needs more cowbell. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that might have been my introduction to Christopher Walken. 1992 really pretty young yeah i don't know yeah. that I, I had seen him in anything before yeah that. we watched the deer hunter way later right well pulp fiction would be like my most memorable that and yeah. what else did I, I can't remember what else i saw him in pulp fiction but yeah i think that was my introduction though was was batman returns in 92 yeah man i'm gonna kill me i can't find this artist so that's why i'm really distracted here like i know Maybe it's his name, Jorge Jimenez. No, nope, that's a current artist. God damn it. Anyway, I'll find that art style and I'll send it to you. And I think you guys will know what I'm talking about. All right. So let's move on to next week's selection. I'm so glad you enjoyed this one. See, I got I got to throw you guys like really good stuff sometimes. Otherwise, you're not even going to want to do the podcast anymore. So I can't just I don't want to just give you all amazing stories, though, because that's not fun either. 
However, I think this this one is, is a really good one. Next one, uh, Batman. <laughs> Batman year two. Yeah, right. Batman, Batman next six weeks. Now this, this week, uh, next week we're going to be doing uh, a Punisher storyline. So I realized something about myself that I I, I I don't know why I didn't realize this beforehand. But I think the Punisher is like possibly one of my favorite characters depending on what mood I'm in, is my favorite. He's the only comic book character I have a tattoo of. So clearly I like I liked the Punisher a lot. Uh, and then on top of that, when I was going, I was using that app that catalogs your comic books. I have more Punisher comic books than any other comic book character, which I found interesting. So I thought I would have more Spider-Man. Spider-Man is actually number two. Hmm. Um, so I think I like the Punisher. And so that, that got me rereading some of my favorite Punisher stuff, especially by a, a writer named Garth Ennis. And there's a particular storyline called The Slavers. It was from the uh, a run. Uh, Marvel had a, an R-rated imprint for a while called Marvel Max. And the first 60 issues of this Punisher line were all written by Garth Ennis. And he was allowed to just go literally R-rated. You know, nudity, swearing, violence, everything. Just I don't think I have like, enough time to read 60 issues. <laughs> so we're going to read 60 issues this week. No. Uh, so one of the stories is, is it's like a five or six. I think it's a six issue arc at, at most. It's called The Slavers, written by Garth Ennis. And this will be your guys' first exposure to uh, R-rated comics, which are a thing that a lot of people probably don't realize. Because, again, a lot of people think it's, it's aimed strictly at children. And aside from Batman Year One feeling more adult or more mature, this is actually something that you'd probably be like, no, you can't read this, Aiden. You know what I mean? Did like, you, did you say Punisher or Penthouse? I wasn't quite sure. What. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Punisher, the Slavers, and I'll, I'll I'll get you guys the pertinent information as far as issue numbers and all that kind of stuff. The Slavers. Uh, it, all right. The Slavers storyline is one of my favorite. I have a bunch of Garth Ennis Punisher stories that we're going to have to space out to. Uh, I think uh, in oh. Overall, I think Batman has probably the best stories out of comics, out of superhero comics, in my opinion. Anyway, he has a lot of my favorite stories, but I think I think Punisher is either, either right behind him or possibly equal to as far as having really interesting stories. And I don't know if that's just because they don't have superpowers. So it requires like more creative writing in that regard. Or maybe that just interests me more. I don't know. I guess we'll find out going forward what you yeah, that's guys what think. I wanted to say about uh, this one. Uh, I just felt more um, in tune with this comic just because of Batman. He's just a, a guy, you know? Very and, relatable, yeah. right? Yeah. It wasn't yeah. out there. It, you feels, didn't have... it feels real, you know, when you read it. Whereas, yeah. you know, Spider-Man and, you know, Craven and Vermin. It's just right. uh, Vermin and, and yeah, and the whole I mean, it's still, it's, it's still fun to read. It's just, man, oh, I really get yeah. entrenched in, in this in, in the stuff that I can relate to, you know, I get that. And I think I'm kind of the same way in, in and again, I, you know, I, I, I read all kinds of stuff as far as super, you know, I read, you know, Spider-Man and, uh, you know, X-Men and all kinds of crazy comic books. But yeah, I think deep down though, I, I kind of like the, the stories that are a little bit more grounded, I guess, in reality. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for you guys to read the next story. I hope you guys are looking forward to it. Is there anything yeah, you want to say before we Yeah, my up? enthusiasm has not waned in any way. I can't wait to read this next story. Oh, so Excellent. you're saying you don't you do not you didn't like my scripted intro? Nobody liked that? 
<laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I can <laughs> That was my second I, I one. I fell asleep. I wasn't listening after your first two sentences, and I, I just toned you. That out. was my second one. The first one I had was going to be, "What's up, fuckers?" Uh, you like that one better? Or it's no? unnecessarily aggressive. I think. I don't, I don't right. know that we do that. Go All right, I'll, I'll I'll work on it this uh, week. Don't ask Sean. He's still trying to get an intro for his his other podcast. He's been doing for three years. That one. that one was bad. That's what I'm trying to avoid. Is that though? Hey, there are all you cats and kittens. Uh, I haven't seen Tiger King yet, but I get that reference. Like Captain all America, right. I get that one. <laughs> I got that reference. I got that reference. Uh, no, I don't have anything else. Uh, just want to say thanks for everybody listening, as usual. Always, yeah. We uh, appreciate your listenership and tell a friend. You can actually say same bat show, same bat channel. Because <laughs> I wasn't talked about right? Batman. I, uh, oh oh yeah. yeah, I did last yeah. week. I was like, is that is that legal? Am I allowed to say that? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Like, is somebody going to sue me? <laughs> but yeah, same fat time, same fat channel. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Kevin Smith does that already. Oh shit! <laughs> we'll just end it by saying Steve. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, I, I All guess right. we're out. We're out. See you guys. Thank you.